Welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen, and this is your first time joining me. Welcome! I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you enjoy this episode, would you share it with a friend and consider leaving a review? Maybe count that as my Christmas gift. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram, where I share show devotionals as well as videos to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you're looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit thestillmydaughter.com where you will find blog posts, free Bible reading plans, and other helpful information. And by the way, they make some great Christmas presents that are available, some that are handmade and unique and available only for the holiday season. There's also a contact page on my website where you can submit questions or prayer requests. I would love to pray for you or help in any way I can. All of these links can be found in the show notes, so be sure to take a peek after the episode. Are you ready for the answer to the Bible trivia question I asked you last time? Who wanted to buy the power of the Holy Spirit? The answer is Simeon and found in Acts 8 verses 18 to 19. Our question for next week is, who prophesied that Jesus would be taken out of Egypt? Who prophesied that Jesus would be taken out of Egypt? Now remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. Today, we're back in our study in the life of Mary. She has just given birth to the Savior of the world and witnessed a gathering of shepherds who were told by angels to come visit, an event that Mary pondered in her heart, a word that means to bring together in one's mind, to confer with oneself, to consider, to ponder, to revolve in the mind. Mary was a person who gave thought to what had taken place. She revolved in her mind over and over again what had just occurred. It seems that Mary is a woman of perception. She thinks about things and what they mean. When the shepherds came to visit, she recognized that it was not just a random visit of congratulations, but one of commemoration. The birth of the Messiah did not go unheralded, but it was not announced to the elite. Rather, a band of humble shepherds who immediately left their flocks in search of the promised child. What a curious group of men they must have been. And what was it like for Mary to have them show up so soon after she had delivered Jesus? I know I would not have felt as comfortable. It would be like my privacy had been invaded. But Mary simply embedded the scene into her mind and thought about it. Life is busy. And if we're not careful, we can miss the important or meaningful moments that have a lesson for us to learn or perhaps a truth to ponder. Maybe be women who are perceptive enough to stop to notice, to ponder these things, to revolve it in our mind and hide this in our heart. This is something that Mary would do again several years later, but we'll come to that in a moment. Eight days later, she and her husband Joseph went to the temple to fulfill the law regarding presenting a son to the Lord. Here they would again be approached by a perfect stranger who had something to say about their son. And behold, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death 
before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And that was verses 25 through 32 of Luke chapter 2. I have to say that I I really love Simeon. He is so interesting and had such a desire to see the Messiah. You could almost say that it was the one thing on his bucket list. And now that it had been fulfilled, he was ecstatic and perfectly content to die right there. That has always made me stop and think about my focus. Simeon was so in tune with the Holy Spirit that he followed him to the temple and recognized baby Jesus in a crowded temple. He was able to hone in on this simple, ordinary couple that probably blended in with anyone else, but not to this man. I love reading what Simeon said. He has seen God's salvation, a light to lighten the Gentiles. Think about that. Simeon understood that Jesus was not only here to save the Jews, but all mankind. Like us, we're Gentiles. But he also had some intense words for Mary in verses 34 and 35. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. I do find it interesting that he did not address these words to Joseph and Mary, but singled her out directly. While it was a great honor to be chosen as the mother of Jesus, it also came with a price. Mary was human. She had the heart of any mother. She loved her son, and the agony he would endure in the end of his life would be like a sword piercing her own heart, as any mother can attest to. We know that it was Mary who was among the women at the cross. Imagine what it was like for her to look upon her son, the one sent to redeem man from their sin, a son she had cradled as an infant, cared for as a child, and watched grow into a man. This son was so beaten that he was unrecognizable. She watched it all and wept over him. Yet even in that moment of intense pain, he still cared for her by asking John to take charge of her making sure that her needs were provided for. The young Mary, holding her baby in the temple, could not foresee what was to come. She knew in her heart that he was the Messiah, born to die so that we could live eternally. But sometimes knowing something is going to happen and experiencing are two different things. It was as if Simeon was trying to prepare her heart for what was to come. Now, after this scene, the Gospel of Luke moves forward 12 years to when Jesus and his family are in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Many are familiar with what happens next. There is so much going on that no one notices Jesus is missing until a whole day later. Of course, they traveled in larger groups, which makes it easier to understand how that could happen. But as soon as both parents realize this, they turn right around to find him. And after three days, three days of searching, they finally found Jesus in the temple. Now, if you're like me, you may wonder why Jesus, who knew everything, 
that had happened, didn't find his parents first and let them know he was okay instead of leaving them to fret and worry for three days. This may give a little insight into why Mary, who also knew who he was, said, And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. That's verse 48. She was a true mother and wondered why her 12-year-old son didn't bother to tell them instead of just leaving them to become so worried and even sorrowful. But again, she was perceptive. When Jesus answered that he needed to be about his father's business, it was Mary who kept all these sayings in her heart. She tucked this scene away, and no doubt they came back to her mind as she continued to watch him grow. I have to say that this must have been such an experience to raise the Son of God. Have you ever thought about that? When she held him for the first time and gave him a kiss, it was not just her child she kissed, but the face of God. The child she fed would grow up to feed thousands. The one she cradled in her arms was the same one who formed the universe and spoke all things, including herself, into existence. He formed her. I wonder how hard it was for her to keep the two separate, to love him as her son, but also remember what he came to do for all of man. He was the promised Messiah, the one that had first been told would come when God spoke to Eve. He was the promised Messiah, the one that had first been told would come when God spoke to Eve. He who came to undo the curse of sin and set his people free, all of them free. The one whose death tore the veil in two and enabled all of us to call him Abba, Father. I think it is easy to forget that Mary was human. She was not superwoman, but real flesh and blood where a true mother's heart beat. She who watched him take his first human breath, witnessed him take his last. But Mary was also there to see him rise from the dead, to come back a victor over sin and the grave. She was among the first Christians and part of a new gathering of believers, ones who received the Holy Ghost for themselves, the gift of a comforter given by her, Jesus, her Savior. She was a woman who recognized her need for the gift of salvation, bought with the blood of her son, her Lord. She never once believed she was above such a thing. If she could see how elevated she has become in religious circles, she would be utterly humiliated and say how wrong it is to worship her. There is only one who is worthy of such worship, and that is Jesus Christ. She would tell you that she was only a handmaid of the Lord, a means of redemption, a simple, ordinary person God used to fulfill his plan. Mary is no more special than anyone else. What she was, was someone willing to be used, emptied of self, so that she could be filled with God. That should be the goal of every believer, to be a usable vessel for God, a woman with a heart that is so in tune with God, surrendered to his will and ready to obey his voice. I pray that we all would desire to be like Mary, women who dwell in the quiet place and are ready to follow God anywhere. That is where we'll end today's episode. Have a wonderful day, my friends. Let's be women who dwell in the quiet place so that we can know our God, the one who has come to redeem us and loves us with an everlasting love. Mm